Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Yes, let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show <laughs> indeed. What are we talking about this week, Denise? I think we need to dial it back a bit and get back a bit more hypnosis because we're into really enjoying our calls with people who are not hypnotists but are hypno adjacent. But let's dial it back a bit. How do you, yeah, how do you talk to somebody who just calls up and says, I want to know whether this hypnosis will work for me? Right. Okay. So I had one of those, I had one of those calls yesterday. Um, it started out as one thing and ended up as being something else, which was lovely. But um, why, why don't you tell me what your, oh, the, what's your the first basics? Thing, first thing I ask anybody is what, just for them to tell me in their own words, what they would like help with. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Cause it could be anything. As you know yourself, it could just be something that they've got an event coming up and they're a bit anxious and they'd like some help with that. Or it could mm -hmm. be that they've been suffering with chronic back pain for years and their doctor suggested they try hypnotherapy mm -hmm. um, or, or anything in between, really. So I find out what it is they want from therapy. And then I give a very brief explanation over the phone of how it works. The main point being to let them know that it's not a magic wand. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we can't just snap our fingers and fit anything. Yeah, and then yes. I arrange an initial consultation with them either on Zoom or face to face. Mm -hmm. um, but it's during that initial consultation. I, I, a major part of it for me is an explanation of how the brain works about the intellectual side of the brain and the primitive side, because most things people come to see me about are either something that's exacerbated by stress or um something that is caused by some kind of fear or anxiety um so i always find that explanation of how the brain works how our minds work um resonates you know it's mm -hmm. relatable to most people um so i give an explanation of that and then of course they want to know about the actual hypnotherapy the hypnosis yeah. side of it um so how do you explain that side of it to people uh probably very similar um Usually I have a little bit of information <clears throat> when they book in for the mm. initial consult. I ask them why. Sometimes it'll be, I want to talk about hypnosis. Not terribly helpful. Uh, most people will say, I've got a big talk coming up. I, I'm, you know, fear of yeah, public speaking yeah. or anxiety. Um, uh, yesterday I had been to, it was a class exactly, but I was I was in a group of doctors who I didn't know personally. I knew them sort of within the greater group, but I hadn't had in, uh, individual contact with them. Mm. And one of them booked a call, and so which was very nice, and we chatted uh, for a while. And she just wanted to know more about. She, she didn't know very much about hypnosis, and so we were talking about hypnosis, and it suddenly morphed into, "Oh, I think I want this for me." <laughs> <laughs> because we were talking about pain and she actually um, had a headache. So we, we were, we were talking about that and how it works with that. So it, it is different every time I speak to somebody, but yes, you do have to talk about one. It's not a magic bullet. 
Yeah, that, silver, that's silver bullet point magic, to get across. Silver bullet magic pill. It's it's not that. It's not what you see on TV where somebody goes, oh, and then they're flat out on the couch. Mm. It, it it just you don't you wouldn't want it to work like that anyway. But of course, once you've been hypnotized several times, somebody could say to you, as they do to you and I, when they want to practice, would you like to be hypnotized? Oh yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> and <out>. you're gone. <laughs> but but that takes it takes trust in the person you're talking to but also just trust in the process so as yeah. long as they need whatever questions they have about it we spend the time talking about whatever their questions are mm. uh with me making sure that they know it isn't instant mm. it can be remarkably fast it's certainly faster than many other ways of dealing with these yeah. issues but it, it isn't me doing something to them no. It's them using something that they naturally have with me guiding them through that process. The the ability to get into it. I, I always like to say it's the ability to enter into a daydream. Mm -hmm. um, it's that kind of thing. I, I always like to give simple analogies, things people can relate to, because well, again, that's so, usually what it feels like. It, it, well, it, it feels does, like you were, oh, sorry, miles away. In the way of, <laughs> if you've ever sat there with your elbow and you had your chin on your elbow and you start to just you know, daydream sort of thing. Then you, mm -hmm. It's a bit like, mm -hmm. it's that, that point. That's how right. I'd like to describe it. Yeah. Excuse me. But that's time. it. You or I would see somebody who wanted to be hypnotized, who had gotten to that point mm. and be able to take them past it instead of having them start awake. Yeah. As you do. But I mean, it, one or two things will happen when you go into that state, you either wake up mm. <laughs> because a bell rings or somebody speaks to you or your stop comes if you're on the bus or, or the teacher throws a body razor at you. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just learning to relax in not necessarily good circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that's yeah. how I liken it. But again, with the um, initial consultation, because a lot of people, the a lot of the questions I get are the same kind of thing. You know, what's it like? And you, you've got to manage expectations because if they are expecting you to click your fingers and they just go like mm -hmm. that, you know, that, that, that expectation needs to be managed. And I think sometimes when you do give that explanation to people, they then think, well, how can it work then? You know, if, if that isn't how it works. So then a further explanation. I mean, what one analogy I give, you know, is when people say, you know, about how it works, if you speak to the subconscious and this, that and the other, I say to them, have you ever watched a really good film, either on the television or at the cinema? Really, really enjoyed it. It's resonated with you. And then the following week, as you're walking around, little bits of the film keep coming back to your mind, bits that you enjoyed and make you feel good again. And I say hypnotherapy is similar to that. What I say to you while you're in the trance state will keep repeating itself. The positive suggestions will keep repeating to you. Over the following well, week. and even and of course the same thing. Negative suggestions that not be given to you by him, just good gracious, <laughs> but but that have gotten in there either when you were a kid or yeah. because of constant repetition or because you weren't paying attention consciously. When you know it, hypnosis is a natural phenomenon, you are affected by that. There are ways for less than positive things to get into your brain. Like, Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm too fat. I'm too short. I'm too thin. This is the standard ones that women can play. I'm yep. not good enough. You're exactly. not as good as your sister. <laughs> um, imposter syndrome. There's yep. all these things that just get in there, and you and I work with the person to find out what they would rather be hearing. 
Exactly. Exactly. And we replace. I mean, that's it. Again, right. I use a lot of computer analogies. So I just say we, we overwrite a faulty template with a more helpful one or an unhelpful mm-hmm. template with a more helpful one. Um, but what yeah, that did thing- hypnotists do before the computer came along? It's so much, it's so easy. It's so, it's so nice to be able to talk about all the tabs are open and you need to close them down. Yeah. What did they say before this? <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody yesterday and I can't remember whom, and they were talking about somebody else who had a, um, 500 tabs open on the phone. <laughs> it must have been really hot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Um, Not screen space. I get overexcited when I got four open. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, yes, I, I like to give that analogy um, to explain more because it's you know people ask. Well, you you um, you know you, you you go through the process of hypnotherapy. What happens then? And I say, well, the positivity starts to repeat back to you. And the analogy I give of when the negativity repeats back, when people are troubled by that, I I say again, when we hear bad things, especially when we're children, we get bullied, we get called names and that kind of thing, or or negative statements, like you're not as good as your brother or your sister or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. When we're adults in times of stress, and again, I use that stress bucket analogy, when our stress bucket's full, a lot of the things we heard that were negative about us when we were younger will come back and start repeating. And some people's never go away, they hear it their whole life. Unless they meet a hypnotherapist. I was just going to say, well, we, we, yeah. (laughs) All right, good. I mean, other kinds of therapy too. There are lots of, lots of uh, ways they can be helped, but hypnotherapy is amazing for those kinds of things. Mm. Um, And what the other, the other thing that came up when I was talking to this physician yesterday was the fact that I, and I'm sure you um, teach my clients how to do it for themselves, right? Because you give them, I give them an audio that's specific to the issue we've talked about Mm. and they can listen to that whenever they want or they can make their own and hear their own voice telling them whatever they need they once they trust the process Mm. they know how to and just getting enough sleep just allowing that turning off the the negative thoughts that go all the time yeah i mean that, that negative sleep thing again this is something else i explain to people in the initial consultation because um, I always ask everybody about their sleeping habits. Um, and I explain to them how we detach the emotion from memories when we get in the REM sleep. And I also don't make a direct comparison, but I do liken REM sleep to the hypnotic trance state. I don't know mm-hmm. how you feel about that. Do you, do you feel that's a good liking? I know it's not the same thing, but... Um... I don't... I talk about daydreaming. Mm. That's, that's the usual way. I don't think daydreaming and REM sleep are really the same. But, um, yeah, I guess, <laughs> although there's been a lot of research and we know a lot more about hypnosis than we used to, it's still pretty magical. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. Don't, I don't want people to think it's you know, literally magic, but but an unexplained scientific thing appears to be magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I would gently challenge the unexplained, but it's getting more and more explained all the time these yeah. days, isn't it? Right, um, but with everything in science, you think one way and then something else comes along. You say, oh, no, we're wrong about that. It works like this. Mm. And that's fine. It doesn't make the thing that's being looked at invalid it just mm. means we haven't yet finished understanding it yeah I, it's something else i was thinking of as well i'm veering slightly off here um but but well only slightly okay 
we all we <laughs> Martin, all... it's you and I talking. And when, when don't we veer off? No, but I'm I'm just thinking again about explaining during an initial consultation to people about mm. how, like other therapies, hypnotherapy won't work with everybody. Okay, um, you know there are some people it doesn't work with, but it got me thinking about is could that possibly be down with some people to to learning styles? Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's the thing. It's not a. It doesn't work with everybody. It is it doesn't work with everybody all the time for every single issue. Mm. It, it, there is no magic bullet. It's no magic bullet. Silver bullet. Silver magic bullet. bullet. <laughs> <laughs> but it, mixing um, your metaphors <laughs> constantly. It it is just and there's, there's essentially no side effects. There tends to be if you wake too quickly out of a trance. A lot of people will complain of a vaguely funny feeling or you know, feel foggy as, as you would, if you, if you were really deep asleep and your alarm clock goes off, a lot of us get very discombobulated when that happens. Yeah. Um, like, but me really other, are... like me the other afternoon when I said I've had a sleep. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is a completely natural thing that you do yeah. all the time as you're falling asleep, as you're waking up, you go through exactly what, and we aren't making that happen to you. We're just helping you facilitate it for yourself. Mm. We're giving you a nice quiet place. We're giving you a boring listen to our voice. <laughs> mm. And you can just naturally go into that state and then use it for something useful that you've actually asked to be introduced to you. Well, that, Otherwise, you're thing. falling asleep on the you're falling asleep on the couch and you're listening to the news and you don't know why you wake up in a bad mood. Mm. It, it, it's it everything that your brain hears is going to go somewhere it's, it's going to get absorbed isn't it it goes in there yeah. some way getting back to initial consultation yeah something else i talk mm -hmm. to people about because I, I, again i know our clientele varies but there are some similarities in the symptomology i help a lot of people who are experiencing depression and as you know i get in-house referrals as well from people who may well have been prescribed SSRIs, um, which, you know, for for general viewers, the antidepressants, one type of antidepressants. Um, and I explain to them how they work, as in you have to generate your own feel good, happy serotonin yourself, and the tablets mm -hmm. will stop you reabsorbing it so quickly. Um, and I find a lot of people have never had that explained to them when it's been prescribed to them, probably down to time restrictions over here. The length of appointments um, but i do find with people once you explain that to them how their medication works and how hypnotherapy can help alongside it right um you know and help and, and again we point out that we don't see anybody without the doctor knowing <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah um but as i say i'm talking about um clients who have been referred by the prescribers right. um who've recommended hypnotherapy um, in preference to other therapies or instead of, um, mm -hmm. and it works really well. I mean, years ago, if you go back 20 years, Denise, um, uh, well, I look back through my national council of hypnotherapy stuff. Um, hypnotherapy was a big no, no for depression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, and you talk about science moving on, whereas now it's, it's widely accepted. Yes. It's helpful. It's useful and for helping mm -hmm. people with depression. So yeah, so that's another thing I explain to people during an initial consultation because I do get a lot of people who are on prescribed medication. The first session is usually longer 
than subsequent sessions because they just got you've got to you go over again how your brain works, what mm. we're going to be doing, refine, even though they may have explained in great detail the first time what they wanted to talk about. They may walk in on the first session and actually prefer to talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, that's um, happened. Yeah. But also mm-hmm. again, it's um in terms of getting stuff offloading certain things. Okay, when people mm-hmm. come with various situations um, they could have had a troubled past. They say they've got depression, for example, they're experiencing depression. They may want to talk about it. And with a lot of people, they still regard all kinds of therapies as being sort of like, you know, looking backwards. Um, and mm. they might say, and I feel like this, and I think it's because this happened, and I think it's because of that. And what do you think? I let them get it off the chest in the first session, let them offload. Right. Okay. Because straight away, it's building rapport. They feel. If, if, if they feel they can trust you and tell you all these things, that's got to be a good thing. But um, we don't want to concentrate on those things in the future. So I explain everything to them like, OK, you've explained all this to me. I understand. Um, you know, thank you for telling me, but we're not going to concentrate on that in the future. Um, in the future, we're going to concentrate on where you want to be, not where you've been. And that sometimes needs explaining in quite some detail as to why because you've got to be very careful not to or i've got to be very careful not to make people think that i'm being dismissive if i say well thank Mm -hmm. you for telling me that but we're not going to examine that any further now because again you remember it's it's an initial consultation first impressions are everything aren't they and Mm -hmm. you know people could feel um that that the thing that you know that their issue is not being validated Um, One of the things that I don't usually have too much trouble explaining that to people, you don't have to sit here in a session and go over every single horrible thing that you want to get rid of. We can, mm. we can, hypnosis doesn't require you to relive the issue. No, that's right. Um, but uh, the most common thing I am asked for that I have to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that, is people who want to remove the memory of an ex. Mm. That's and and that that's not the way. You don't get rid of a memory. You make yeah. it totally unimportant. Yeah, you exactly. We can change tiny, the way we feel about. Practically can't remember this guy's name because I always give the the explanation to my clients that you know if they've got three kids with this guy. You don't want to forget who is this guy that keeps coming on Saturdays and taking them away. Mm. It it just um it isn't it isn't a practice even if i physically could do that it would not be helpful and no. hypnosis is to help people mm. exactly and that's it isn't it? it's getting that point across because I've, I've been asked something similar before now can i do that and it's like no we can't mm-hmm. erase the memories we can detach the emotion from bad memories exactly. and, we can, and we can help you fade that memory out so that you react to it very differently um because it's not the memory that's causing the issue it's how you react to it Mm-hmm. It's how it makes you feel or, or yeah you know. that's the whole the whole problem with stress it, it, yeah. we call it stress if it's negative but actually anything that's changing what's going on around you is stressful mm. to your I, mind it doesn't I, like that <laughs> yeah what was it somebody said to me once um pressure is when there's a lot of things to do when it's all going right stress is when it's all going wrong <laughs> there you go excellent <laughs> would you say pressure to me i immediately think of a, a pressure cooker <laughs> i just got <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, and science moves on. These days we use air fryers. <laughs> yeah. So true. So, my dear, what do you do in that first session? If they they listen to this and they understand that this is where they want to go. What do you what do you 
what is your first session generally? Okay, the first session after the initial consultation. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So after the initial consultation, they will have been given a bedtime recording to listen to every night for a week. Okay. Which is specific to the issue or just a general it's, relaxation? It's a general relaxation one. It's to get them used to To the get sound. them used to it. Yeah. To get them used to the sound of my voice, to get them used to taking some nice breaths and relaxing at bedtime. Mm -hmm. And to hopefully help them sleep better as well. And to, as I say, get them used to my voice, get them used to the whole idea of the process and to hopefully help their sleeping patterns and habits. So they're already in a better place when they come to see me the following week. And I've also asked them to write down the three good things from the previous day each night and bring those in to me as well. And I explain in greater detail what that's about and how that works and why it works. Um, mm -hmm. And then when they come to see me for that first session, now this is interesting. Um, we go through these things that have been good. The, the reason being to get them in that left prefrontal cortex, to get them relaxed, to get them thinking and to switch down the other side. And then I generally run over the main points of the initial consultation again, because most people are, you know, there's a lot of information for them to take in and you do need mm -hmm. to repeat certain bits of it. And then I do scaling and on the first full session only, not on any other session, I ask them where they are on, if they're coming to see me about confidence, for example, where they are on a confidence scale, one to 10 at that moment. And then I ask mm -hmm. them the least confident they've ever felt, what score would they give that out of 10? And then I move very quickly on to the best they've ever felt. When was that? And I get them to describe that in more detail and give that a figure. I don't ask them to describe the lowest one in detail. Okay, we don't concentrate on that. Again, we don't want to reinforce yeah. negative memories. Yeah. But we, exactly. So we just want the number though. And then, so say, for example, they say the worst they ever felt was a two at the moment, the feeling of five, but they can remember in the past when they felt an eight out of 10. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask them to tell me about that. How was it? And I'll get them to um, really delve into that and tell me in detail how it was, who was there, what what was different then, what was better then, um, and get them primed into that mindset because that's the way they want to be again. So, right. um, you know, I do all that. And then we, we chat about other things. I do, um, based on solution-focused brief therapy, the miracle question, um, mm -hmm. and then we go into the trance. Yeah. And, and most of that cognitive portion is also you learning their speech patterns because yeah. you you want to re repeat the ideas that they've said, I want to be more confident. Well, you're not going to sit there and hypnotize them and say, you are more confident. You are more confident. You are more confident. <laughs> this is not helpful. No, so but you, I would ask them what does confidence out, look right. like? Can exactly. they describe it to me? And again, especially um, where I live in the north of England, people speak in a certain way and use certain phraseology, which would be very different from say 60 miles away. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously I'm well in tune with that. Oh, there you go. There's one example. I'm well in tune with that. I'm in tune with that really well. And <laughs> <laughs> can phrase my language accordingly. On Zoom, when I'm dealing with somebody in another country or at the other end of the country, then again, pay more particular attention to the patterns they use. Right. If you were hypnotizing me, you'd have to also, you had to figure Salisbury bit and yeah. the American Hiya. part. Yeah. I've never said that in my I life. I know. But okay. <laughs> and also, I'm in the northeast of America. That's not a y'all. Well, no, that's Texas draw, isn't it? 
So, okay. So that's that, that first one is going to take you longer mm. because you won't really know the client. Do you require people? I, I being honest here, I ask people to book for two sessions because I want to know that I want them to know again, if reinforcing is it's not magic. If, and it has happened before I see somebody and that first session, we fix the problem. Mm. They can keep that second session in their back pocket if they yeah. need it again. But um, it, it doesn't usually, but things, it doesn't really wear off. But, you know, if, if it's not been a problem, you know, say you you are worried about a particularly posh, posh event you have to go to and you're feeling, you know, like a wallflower, mm. <laughs> you want to go away. So you get get rid of that. You may not have another one of those kinds of events for a long time. So you won't be able to test whether you still feel that mm. way. Yeah, or if you were so best managed to wedding or something. Exactly, that kind of thing. So if I'm assuming I'm alive, 10 years down the road, they have this. <laughs> they can, that's not negative thinking, it's realism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot come back and do this from the grave. So they want to see me again 10 years from now. They've, they've got that session in their pocket. If they And subsequent sessions are slightly mm. less expensive because I already know them. Yeah. And I know how they're going to sound. It, they will be slightly shorter. Mm. I always, a day or two after the session, embarrassed while I'm saying this, I try really hard for it to only be a day or two after the session. They mm. get an audio that's made specifically for that, mm. for, for what their issue is. Mm. Yeah, and, and most of my clients will use that as a self-hypnosis tape, you know, every every so often. Mm. They'll listen to it just to make sure they're keep topped up. Brings up the whole subject again, what we were talking about, of self-hypnosis. Mm -hmm. Different, if you ask different hypnotists even, what is self-hypnosis, you'll get different answers. You'll um, get all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Yeah, that's, that's one that you get, yeah. <laughs> but also in terms of, you know, literally getting somebody to be able to take themselves into a state of hypnosis, you will get different answers from different therapists as to, to what that is or what it entails. Mm. Um, I mean, I can do it pretty easily. Um, get myself. You can hypnotize yourself or you can t tell other people. How I can, no, I can hypnotize myself very, very easily. Um, <laughs> but again, we've had lots of practice because we yeah, have to true. learn this. <laughs> true. Um, <clears throat> Have I ever trained anybody to literally take themselves into trance without any other aids? No, I'd be lying if I said I have. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I mean, really, it's just like you're going to do this exact thing. You're going to take some deep breaths, and you, you know, mm. and just won't be me talking at you while mm. you're doing it. I, and that's often when we're talking about sleep in particular. Mm. Because you want to, you know, you're going to be in a different hotel room. It's hard to get to sleep. There's all sorts mm. of things that go no, on. I've, in done your it, life I've done it with my own recordings for them, which is a form of self hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And I've said, if you sit, if if you don't want to do this as a go to bed at night time sort of thing, I'm, I'm thinking of one client in particular now. Sit there in the chair, put the recording on, but before you hit play, do some seven 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 breathing for a minute or two, then hit the play and then start. Okay. My um, recordings, my recording always says, if you are not going to bed right now, set an alarm for 30 minutes mm. after this tape, <laughs> because, uh, because you will go to sleep. That's the natural thing to do. Yeah. No, my, but, my count ups are a lot more forceful than yours. Though. <laughs> I 
don't like if people need it mm. i will i will count them up um yeah. and one of the great things about working online is i don't have to because they're already in their own home That's they don't right. go, go deal with traffic and get all discombobulated but it's the second time i've used that word this thing. um it is i find it very annoying i stopped using that count up because when i was being used as a practice dummy um i would i i go out completely now you know, would you mm. like to be hypnotized? Yes, please. Thank you very much. I'm gone. And then I, the only, the next thing I hear is three. What happened to one and two? I don't know. But I hear three and I, and I hear my voice saying, no. You know, and I think it's my little girl voice that's talking to me. I can't quite get the tone, but it, I, I, I don't want my clients to feel like that. I want mm. them to be completely relaxed and come into the room when they want to. And because I'm working online and because I put big buffers around my, appointment times mm. i can just sit there until i see them their eyes open and i say bye see you next time click mm. so i don't want them to use that front part of their brain yet i want them just to chill just to <laughs> stay in the zone as it were yeah, yeah. interestingly yeah. do you have to make sure you brought your clients out of trance um before you terminate the call for your insurance my insurance has never told me that i need to do this mm. I, I unless a client has told me they are they usually they're some of them will use it before their uh, nap time in the mm. afternoon. I, I have quite a lot of older clients. Um, so if I can see they're lying on the bed and they've drifted off to sleep, I just turn off my end and yeah. they deal with the computer when they wake up. But no, you you would you certainly would need to know that somebody was truly awake if they were going to go down an elevator, find their car and drive home. Mm. You want to be very sure they are because at the next traffic light, they may just decide to go, Back. back to sleep <laughs> again though do do remember everybody listening that your conscious mind is not un i mean you're not unconscious unconscious it's in that that middle row so you, if something dramatic happens it will wake up oh yeah it's the same if you're and you could be completely engrossed in something on television which is not dissimilar from hypnosis really mm -hmm. really engrossed in it and then somebody will ring the doorbell and yes you'll jump out of your skin but you come out yes. of it instantly don't you yeah, to, but it's not, pleasant, pleasant it's not a pleasant feeling. It's not a pleasant feeling. So I don't want to do that to my clients. <laughs> I want them to, to, to have as nice a, a, a period as possible. Yeah. Well, yeah well, I, I, mean... I do warn them. I do warn them every time that it is we get all your talking done now, all your I can't see you next Tuesday because out of the way before, because I don't want any of that getting in the way of this integrating. When when you finish a session, mm. Just sit there in your chair for 20 minutes. Go deal with the kids later unless you hear screaming and a lot of worrisome noise. Um, and I think most people do better with that because it is it is annoying to be mm. woken up yeah. suddenly. Well, you're having a nice dream. Why would you need to do that? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's like waking up on a Monday morning when you've, you're in the middle of a really, really good dream and something wakes you up or you have to wake up and it's like, no, I was really enjoying that, you know. But what's worse is you wake up and you think, is it Sunday? Is it, I don't know what day it is. Working from home can make that even more pronounced. Well. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, I think we were talking about sensory input before, weren't we? Um, mm. I think, so do, you, do you ever get it when clients come to you saying, I want to lose weight, I want to feel this, I want to do this, right. I want to do this. And, and it's like, well, whoa, hold on, let's do one thing at a time. Not only, you know, I want to learn how to ride a horse and I want to lose weight, which are obviously <laughs> different things, but it, it even well, yeah, you might need to lose one eight, to be able to learn to do the other, though. Correct. But 
you you also wouldn't say wouldn't say everything about weight loss to a client no. that first session because unless you know it's two pounds in which case why are they sitting in your room or on mm. zoom um it, it you want to make tiny but really impactful changes with small somebody. steps small steps all small the way steps. yeah right if if you if you were in trance right now and i said and you are going to be confident and you're going to learn to ski and you're going to drive to london tomorrow and blah 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 and 15 things your subconscious mind exists to keep you safe this hmm. does not sound like a safe environment it's not going now to be cooperate. bombarding it with different <laughs> things now yeah uh no no i think i think that's quite important to um, point out to people as well that yes whilst it can help with many many things not all at once <laughs> It's also a reason that we can't specify how long somebody's going to need to work with you, or you you when they don't want to come to you anymore, they don't come to you anymore. No, but well, that's but it. but generally speaking, with anxiety, it's three to five. So mm. it, you know it def it differs for the person, but when you make that change, it helps the other changes go faster, and Absolutely. so things really speed up as you go along. Yeah, I mean, I, I have had it though with people with depression, and they'd come to see me for depression, and they'd mentioned they wanted to lose weight. Um, mm -hmm. As they've been feeling better, they've lost the weight anyway. Yeah, exactly. And that's not what we've been concentrating on, because then you're in that cycle of, am I fat because I'm unhappy, or am I unhappy because I'm fat? Yes, and exactly. Then, again, so that feeds off each other, doesn't it? So when you see a hypnotist, you tell them all the things that you want to, and then you choose the one that is yeah. the most important to you right now. Mm. And within that, there may be several little steps that you need to make, but you make, I never do more than two or three. There are variations on a theme suggestions, mm. but I don't ever make more than really two changes in a mm. session because it, it's, it's too just here we go again it's discombobulating i don't know why i need a thesaurus today <laughs> it it just it's it's unsettling and the, and that is the, the your your subconscious is your safe zone it's your comfort mm. zone it's there to keep you comfortable and if anything is going to be disquieting to your subconscious it will not cooperate no it won't so it which is why won't. people stay it's why people can't imagine getting themselves out of dangerous or unpleasant relationships no because they take Better comfort the, from the, the repetition of that bad relationship well and not only that but change is dangerous you yeah. don't know what's going to happen when things change no we, we, we automatically perceive change as a threat even good change don't we yeah exactly this is why you can be stressed by really fun things like flying to australia or whatever yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my dear, I think we need to end this today yeah. and we'll blather on about something else the next time. But the next episode, we're talking to a mystery person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who it is, but but there will be another person. It will be two hypnotherapists and somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Catch you on the next one. Okay. Yeah. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit 
using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.